Health and nutrition often go together. Yet for all too many people, access to safe and healthy food is such a challenge that it's having a severe impact on global health. While lifestyle diseases continue to rise in some parts of the world, more than two billion people are undernourished in others. Today in Denmark, the food industry is trying to do something about that. The aim is to put nutritious and climate-friendly food in everyone's reach. Hello and welcome to the Food Nation podcast, stories of innovation and collaboration from the Danish food cluster. I'm Kath Mersch, and this episode is about how the Danish food industry is making a difference to health through new product development that makes healthier food choices easier and scientific research into the effects of food and diet on lifestyle disease and all forms of malnutrition. First stop is the Danish Food Partnership for Health and Climate, the government initiative that is driving the collaborative effort towards healthy food innovation, all run from a small office in Copenhagen. My name is Senna Nelson. I work with uh, the Danish Veterinarian and Food Administration and a big part of my job is to, to work within the Secretary of the Danish Food Partnership uh, for Health and Climate. It actually started in 2019. It was part of a strategy of the government with their focus on healthy foods and meals. And this partnership was one of the initiatives and has been proven to have great influence and also great support from the food manufacturers and retailers, etc. So we have received a lot more partners than we expected from the start because they really think that partnerships can make a big difference. The 150 companies that have joined the partnership so far range from large multinationals to small startups, all of them working towards the same goals, to improve health while supporting the move towards more sustainable and climate-friendly food production. We've just set goals for 2030. Uh, so we want to increase consumption of fruits and vegetables, but also decrease sugar content, fat content, portion sizes within different food groups. Uh, so they are very focused. And also it's not just us from the state who set these goals. This is a partnership. So we have agreed with the partners what is an ambitious goal, but also a realistic, where we need to uh, get our game together and make an effort, but it is possible to, to make these goals. All members of the Danish Food Partnership for Health and Climate are allocated to one of six food groups, which cover everything from fruit and vegetables to sweets, snacks and beverages. Each group faces a different set of challenges, and some are more difficult than others. Often the focus is on improving the nutritional content of foods so manufacturers can label their products as a healthy choice. With the group with fruit and vegetable, we just want to sell more. But when we look into groups like snacks and uh, sweets, it is a challenge because it's not really products that we need for our health. So in general, uh, we should just not buy it but uh, that's not a realistic goal. And we need to find the balance between how can the companies still have a business and how can we 
take some steps towards a healthier consumption and healthier products. Experiences from other Danish partnerships are the proof that joint efforts to support healthier eating do pay off. The best results we have seen within partnerships so far is the whole grain partnership, which was established uh, 12 years ago in, in Denmark with focus on increasing the consumption of whole grain. And we have actually never seen that fast results anywhere in the world. So uh, today, uh, in average, Danes get the recommended whole grain every day. There are still a small group who, who don't get as much, so so there's still some work to do. But compared to 10 years ago, where we only got maybe 30% in average of uh, the recommended amount of whole grain, that's amazing within just 10 years to have achieved that. The success of the whole grain partnership is really the partnership model where you have the government, you have health organizations, you have retailers and you have manufacturers joining forces. And in the beginning, the partners said it's really difficult to product develop with whole grain. It's difficult to make the bread taste good so people want to eat it, but it's been a stepwise. Results like these are uplifting, a hopeful sign that the food industry can contribute to healthier eating habits and help make access to healthy food a right rather than a privilege. According to the World Health Organization, more than 650 million adults around the globe today are obese and 1.9 billion are overweight, almost three times as many as in 1975. In Denmark, the need for dietary change hit home in 2018, the year when the Danish Health Authority first reported that more than half of the Danes were overweight. Now the hope is that knowledge gained through the Danish Food Partnership for Health and Climate will benefit not only Danes, but food manufacturers and consumers all over the world. It is definitely a strength for the partners to have been a part of this partnership and to achieve more knowledge about uh, health and take it to their export. Because if we look at whole grain, which uh, manufacturers in Denmark has been working on for 10, 12 years. They have a knowledge and experience about uh, developing bread, for instance, with whole grain that they don't have in that many other countries. Today, there has been started um, a European project about sharing uh, the knowledge about the whole grain partnership in four other European countries. This partnership is just now starting to develop uh, results because we just started in mid-2019. But we have partners who have reduced sugar in their beverages with 6%. We have a manufacturer of millions of sausage rolls where they have added whole grain, 10%. Uh, and some of the major companies that manufacture shrimps have made some technological development that make it possible to reduce salt in the brine. One of the partners that has made healthy nutrition part of its strategy is the multinational dairy company Arla Foods, which today has a major role in the partnership. 
To find out more about how they are making food healthier, I talked to Leah Brada from the Arlo Innovation Centre, just outside Aarhus. My name is Leah Brada, and I'm a PhD and a nutrition scientist in Arlo Foods. I'm part of a bigger team called Global Nutrition. A few years ago, Arla introduced a set of nutrition criteria to establish which of its dairy products can actually be classed as healthy and which not, and to guide future product development. The kind of the core principles of the criteria, they are to look at the overall nutritional contribution of the product. So both securing that the food contains some beneficial nutrients, like, for example, calcium, vitamin B12, or protein, and so on. And then at the same time, also securing that the, the product does not uh, include too high a level of uh, the nutrients to limit. So, for example, salt or added sugar or fat. So it's looking at the whole product. And then um, what we have kind of based these criteria on is the official dietary guidelines, you can say. So we have looked, of course, on the scientific consensus within this area. Arla's science-based approach not only targets the dairy's own product range, as Leah says, guided by Denmark's official dietary guidelines. It's also helping to build a detailed knowledge of milk's specific effects on health through another collaboration called Arla Food for Health. Arla Food for Health is a, a public-private partnership or research partnership uh, between Aarhus University, Copenhagen University and Arla Foods Amba and Arla Food Ingredients. And both these universities, they are international leaders within the field of, of dairy and health. And Arla Food Ingredients is, you can say, market leader within dairy ingredients. And Arla Foods Amba is one of the largest dairies. If we want to improve the health status among the population, we need to be a lot of different partners involved in this whole approach. In all, there has been 15 research studies that has been funded. And one of the five that has been finalized that is closest to my heart, because that's within type 2 diabetes management, which... I also work with back in my PhD. That's the CUT-DM study. So CUT-DM is short for cut down on carbohydrate uses in the diet of type 2 diabetes. And that specific study was mainly led by Department of Endocrinology at Copenhagen University Hospital. The background for this study was that at the time of intervention start, people with type 2 diabetes were recommended the same diet as their healthy peers. So a diet relatively high in carbohydrate Whereas there has been recently more evidence evolving, uh, showing that for blood sugar management for diabetic persons, it's actually also beneficial to have a little lower amount of carbohydrate. The idea of the CUT-DM project was to study what happened when adults with type 2 diabetes received a controlled diet with a little less carbohydrate and more dairy fat and protein. The findings made quite a new splash when they were published. It was really scientifically robust, so that resulted in an official recognition of low-carbohydrate diets as being beneficial for type 2 diabetics. And therefore, it also was officially recognized that such diets should actually be recommended for people with diabetes. So it had a purpose and it also had an impact. Not all the Arla Food for Health research projects result in a new dietary recommendation, of course. But they are helping to fill gaps in scientific knowledge which can lead to new dietary guidelines in the future. As a member of the Danish Food Partnership for Health and Climate, Arla is among the larger companies that collaborate on innovative food initiatives aimed at better public health, typically working with much smaller partners. In the Food Partnership's office, 
is about doing what it takes to get as many companies as possible to join the partnership so healthier foods can become accessible to more people. To become a member in the partnership, we don't require a lot. We have decided to make it a free partnership because it is really important for us to have as many partners as possible to join the partnership. But what we do require is that they are active and also that they work with their products to become healthier and better for the climate. I will be very happy that day in 2030 reach the goals. It will make a really, really big change within the Danish population. And it's likely to make a difference to global health too. The Danish food sector already shares much of its knowledge with international markets. As more companies make good nutrition part of their brand, there will be even more knowledge to share in the future. Because the point is, everyone has a right to safe and healthy food. Thanks to Sanna Nilsson and Leah Brada for joining us this time. If you'd like to stay up to date with the Danish food cluster, visit our website, foodnationdenmark.com, where you can find the latest stories. You can also subscribe to the Food Nation podcast on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.